0: Hello everyone, this is Fonzie from Plastic Hearts Podcast, and we record the show live every Monday night at 6pm Pacific over on twitch.tv slash Podcast. So if you, that's right you, want us to read your question or comment live and join the nonsense that is our show, please join us on the live stream, as well as email us directly at PlasticHPod at gmail.com. We would absolutely love if you left us a review on the podcast service of your choice, as well as the likes and subscribes on Twitter at PlasticHeartPod and YouTube.com slash PlasticHeartsPodcast. It really helps us out. So without further ado, let's start the show. Welcome everyone to Plastic Cards Podcast, the show where we break down the video game news of the week. My name is Fonzie, I'm joined by my co-host, Indie Game Dev extraordinaire, and secretly made a cake, Gavin
1: Jones. Gavin, how are you? There's nothing secret about it. (laughs) Uh... Well, it's not—it's not cake, right? Because you can't be made a cake and also be a snack at the same time. That's literally oh. not the way it works. So, well, you're caked up in the back. That's what people don't
0: know. <laughs> That's really where the cake comes from. <laughs> got <laughs> got the extra
1: cheeks. Got them extra <laughs> cheeks. I got two butt cracks. It's a, it's a weird situation. Um, but you know, I—I'm not, not mad at it though. I try and wear it well. Um. Mm-hmm but uh pants in general it's a weird thing that's that's the real reason i can't wear uh what is this face that you have for the thumbnail of uh that devolver digital uh i i just tried to jump into your channel and you picked the worst fucking face <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, well, it's like I count on you just not checking so you're not going to regulate what I <laughs> what thumbnails I try to Christ. go. Away. That's like on the level of like when you know when you post a picture of yourself when your girlfriend posts a picture of yours or like when <laughs> Jesus Well, I was Ooh. going trying to you
0: know emote the 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 fun that we have on here and so it's you losing your goddamn mind <laughs> in the
1: thumbnail. You know what so, this uh, is right <laughs> Did you ever see that uh, that uh, for my for my wedding when there was that picture of me laughing just like that that every like got posted to Facebook and everyone was clapping? Oh god, it, uh, was, it was like that, but like my neck fully extended forward, it looked even worse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, i you doing fine.
0: <laughs> I I'm living life, Gab. I'm doing well uh yeah trying not to melt um it's like i just checked the mail you know a couple minutes ago and just d- doing that like is i just want to jump off a cliff because it's so fucking hot but other than that yeah living life watching a lot of uh random youtube stuff and going down those rabbit holes but playing games and and yeah just uh working on the yard a little bit too making a little planter thing recently some flowers went to home depot very dad like stuff living that dad life and then still smoking, still smoking ribs and trying to perfect that recipe. It's a lot of ribs to be, uh, gonna, <laughs> yeah, to do yeah, some I'm not come out of-
1: <laughs> hikes there if you're gonna be smoking all them ribs.
0: Yep, yeah, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna come out of this quarantine with some, some extra, extra poundage for sure. But, um, yeah, I wanna, I've just for some reason, like all these little, you know, these uh little hobbies, it's like I'll just jump full force into it and, and right. buy equipment that I don't need and all that just for this one random thing that I decided I liked out of nowhere, but Yeah.
1: Well you know, you if you need if you need help getting rid of some of them ribs, I will uh I will jump on that hand grenade. Are you gonna are you gonna check out maybe <laughs> some different uh like so obviously you've been doing what are these pork ribs? Are you gonna try yeah the elusive beef rib, which is very difficult? Uh, to get right, uh, I would say largely because they have like no meat on them.
0: Oh, interesting. I've seen this at the store, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the I think pork ribs are just easier. You kind of throw them on and you can't really, you know, fuck it up that much. But uh, uh, I, I wonder. I haven't really thought about it. But um, I mean, you can smoke so much stuff like it's a whole world, but uh, I'm down to try it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now now fish is up next, I think, is the. Uh, Ooh, or I guess you've probably already done some of that.
0: Well, I haven't smoked anything like that, but um, mm-hmm. but I'm down to try it. I've grilled salmon and stuff, but right, turning to the the barbecue grill, smoke down, uh, smoke shack podcast uh, brought to you by mm-hmm. um, charcoal briskets. But right, uh,
1: <laughs> not, gonna, not gonna lie, it was a little weird hearing you like start your your sentence with like, yeah, just been just been smoking because like while well, you do right? like, so you're not over here like yeah, just 420 friendly, uh, just vaping <laughs> it up, uh, yeah, just living that vape life, you know, every day, just yeah. Literally all I did this weekend. I mean, anymore. Like that was. The... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll all right.
0: Oh, give a shout yeah. out to Wally Wee in the chat. Uh, that is uh, Callum, and he put up the. uh oh, gotcha. The Illuminati symbol. I don't know if he's trying to warn us on some impending danger, but uh, you started off with that <laughs> Illuminati symbol in the chat. <laughs>
1: huh, huh. I never knew the meaning when people do it randomly. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that just means look behind
0: you, or or Epstein didn't kill himself, or whatever he's trying to invoke, but. <laughs>
1: I, I yeah i'm too i'm too far out of the out of the game uh i just throw out my own emotes when i feel lazy and uh take it from there
0: <clears> oh <throat> uh, you know what uh, one thing i've been going down the rabbit hole and i'm i i go back and forth like you know i'm a huge uh fan of like alien stuff and i grew up loving all kinds of alien stuff and believing in it yeah, and i've yeah, grown
1: bigfoot into a no-no for you you make
0: <laughs> no yeah bigfoot is is bullshit i mean until there's <laughs> more evidence but but aliens man and so like uh you know, I I've become more skeptic over the years, and like I just and I'm I'm back in like I'm back into the the whole alien stuff. Like there's just so much weird shit out there, and I'm just like now, just fully into it. And I find myself just kind of wandering around like when I'm walking or hiking, just like like what I think it's legit. And what do we do? And it's kind of daunting. Like you have the information or like the possibility of it being a reality. It's like okay, but then what do you do about it? I guess you don't do anything. You just live your life. But
1: right, right, right.
0: <laughs> yeah a... so our buddy Callum's in the chat and uh he's over in the uk and he said he's still awake for some reason yeah it's gotta be like 3 a.m or something over there
1: oh damn oh damn
0: well watch out for those aliens Callum. <laughs> that's when they come out so what have
1: uh what have you been playing uh my dude
0: yeah uh just been playing a lot of ghost of tsushima uh mm-hmm. I, I wish i was playing more i actually did a, um, some other stuff like this weekend so i didn't get to throw a bunch of time into it but really fucking loving that game uh, we can talk more about that too but um i did try so um halo 3 was uh, released on on pc so i put that up on the on the rig and it's and man it looks really really good plays really well and so i just initially wanted to test it out and ended up you know easily putting in like three hours just, just playing that game but um jumping into that were you, were you playing and... multiplayer or single player just a single player. I uh, mm-hmm. always loved how that might be my favorite halo. I loved how it flows sure. the, the physics, something about it. It just really clicked for me. And then the multiplayer really clicked for me too at the time, but I've jumped in now and I just get demolished. And I, there's that, I need to get back into the swing of, you know, you can't do iron iron sights. There's no sprinting. So I'm just used to that, like call of duty, uh, <laughs> of all the, you know, first person shooters, but
1: right to me, like I remember when I hopped into, uh, halo three, um, I, I definitely remember thinking like for me, that was like the Mario Kart of Halos uh, from the this, this sense of like the way the power ups worked and you were usually like you're using your power ups as often as possible. And that, the way that sort of changed up the gameplay, and God, it was just fun. Uh, and hopefully uh, with Forge, people are bringing back all these dumb old mini games that used to take place in Forge because that was just some of the funnest shit uh, right. out there. I can't, I can't believe some of the creativity people put into that game. It's really ridiculous.
0: I love how they're kind of uh, incrementally adding the the um, different uh, additions to Halo, like just piece by piece on the PC side. They just give, they're taking the time to like really you know flesh them out and add all the different PC options. And uh, I think that was a smarter, if you could roll back time, like if you could do that from the get-go, just kind of announce the whole thing, you pay the 60 bucks or whatever, and then they start to slowly increment them and not just like try and do all this workload. And it didn't work at when they first launched it. And I think this was the smarter move. And, uh no it's running well and i'm i'm just back into halo and also like i'm just more excited for infinite you know on the horizon so i've been playing a lot more halo
1: yeah it's good that's good you know timing i don't know if it'll be like all the way complete by the time <clears throat> infinite comes out um but that would be it's it's possible or at least it could be close um and that's that's pretty cool but they have the main three that everyone really really cares about the main trilogy yeah. um plus o- odst or ost or whatever it's called so they got they got the main ones out. So for me, like the trilogy, the collection is worth it at this point, oh, yeah. I think. Uh, and especially if you just get Xbox Game Pass, which I'm going to get now because I'm convinced my my theory now that they've tied Xbox Game Pass to the X Cloud, I, I think my theory is going to be uh, uh, a right on the uh, <laughs> on the whole using that to bridge the gap for the next generation thing. Oh, uh, okay. Um, OK, I'm no telling you, is Gavin. I'm telling you this thursday when they do their press conference and these are playable now on xcloud you know it's
0: it's not far from being possible i know the one of the things on the docket was this uh are a bunch of indie games that they're allowing um demos for so i mean that's not streaming but it's not right. insane for them to be able to be like hey you can stream these now with xcloud another reason why to get people you know paying for a subscription to xcloud too if you can just play everything now so i mean yeah. that's a great uh, prediction We'll see. You're wrong about. I,
1: Every... I mean, at, at Ubisoft, they they let streamers play via, via using a cloud service uh, that right. again I can't remember. So it's within the realm. But I think Microsoft's been building up their infrastructure for so long. Um, that being said, I really didn't play much with uh, the X Cloud. Uh, the beta. Yeah, because I didn't have a controller, so I could load up a main menu, and that was about all I could do. Um, <laughs> But man, if I could, you know, play Cyberpunk without having to upgrade my PC, I'd consider it. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, no, I did, we're in the future now. All that stuff is possible now. It's pretty,
1: pretty yeah. nuts. But
0: um, what about you playing anything?
1: Um, shit. What I've been playing. Um, what was I playing? Shit. Um, oh, so Wait, what? two Paper Mario style games. Uh, one of them actually being a Paper Mario. Um. Hmm. But uh, so there's I'll, ha- I'll have you pull this one up. Uh, Bug Fables, because uh, before, Bug yeah, I started this sort of midweek uh, Bug Fable, and um, it's sort of a Paper Mario 64, the original style Paper Mario game, uh, really just like not even hiding the influence. And um, so You know, it's got good enough reviews. Uh, The main complaint I've heard is like when you try and compare that directly to a Nintendo game, it's going to fall short. It does, admittedly. Like the environments are, they don't have as much personality as say uh, Super Mario or Paper Mario '64 did. Uh, But that being said, uh, it's got what people have been craving, which is that awesome combat system. Um, Which, of course, um, another has really only been taken by one really other game, or the the Mario and Luigi saga took it. Um, Mm. But uh, You know, uh, what's that game? Uh, South Park. Yeah, South Park Stick of Destiny did it. uh, And it was phenomenal in that game, although that game's a bit easy. Um, But yeah, so it was nice to kind of have that combat system back. And it was kind of neat the way, some of the changes they did uh, where you're not swapping out partners, you have a party of three, and that allows for a bit more of a traditional RPG gameplay. um, Because one's like a mage, one's a ranged, one's an upfront bruiser. Um, so it's it's pretty, pretty fun as I bump the microphone um, and then, yeah, immediately into uh, Paper Mario, the Origami King, which I was worried. Now, going were, into it.
0: Were you able to finish uh, Bug Fables or you were kind of that was an entry point. You
1: tried that to, to how far did you get in that one? Um, I'm not through the first chapter. Gotcha. And I think there are more. There's there's a decent amount of chapters in Paper Mario. I'm through the first chapter, so I'm kind of playing them both at the same time. Oh, okay. Um, and kind of getting my fill both ways. And I think honestly, it works pretty well so far. um yeah. But we'll we'll kind of see. But yeah, really liking Bug Fables. Uh, really liking the Origami King. We'll get into that in a sec. It sounds like I mean we're both playing the the new big hot new games right now. Uh, so we'll certainly have to discuss those. Uh, as is but yeah really liking uh, bug fables honestly and it's nice to have both
0: right right yeah that's interesting to kind of compare and see maybe which where, where the other one falls short or the other one succeeds but uh you know that's okay. cool uh, let's talk about your time with uh, Origami King. So that's the biggest one, and that was kind of uh, I guess it was under the radar for me. I didn't realize that last week it it opened up until you remind me that it that it uh, released. But uh, across the board, you know, pretty good reviews. I guess we'll jump into the reviews and then get your take on what what else uh, what your thoughts were on it rather. But uh, Paper Mario. Paper Mario, The Origami King. So, the Metacritic overall is 81. On Destructoid, they gave it an 80. Just little blurbs from these outlets. Uh, there's room in my heart for both styles of Paper Mario. The old games still exist, and this newer, sometimes thinner formula is fine too. GameSpot gave it an 80. Its world and characters might not be the series' best, but it's still able to consistently throw left turns, good gags, and smart surprises at you. Game Informers on the lower end, 78. I enjoyed Mario's hijinks and all the misfits he encounters, but the new ring based action needs refinement. I hope Paper Mario next Paper Mario's next twist on combat can rise to the same level as its humor. Sure. Um, did you echo any of those, those same thoughts?
1: What were your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, basically game informers, but like, and that's been the thing, like people really didn't like sticker stars combat. They really didn't like color splash combat. It was kind of the same thing. This is a different twist. I really don't, Uh, I do wonder if the reason why they're not going back to the original styles combat is because it's too hard to make that many enemies. That being said, I think Sticker Star and, which I'm going to call it, Paint, um, the the Wii U one, had a a Hmm. decent enemy variety. So maybe it's not too hard. I don't know. Um, This definitely, like, the combat in this definitely has that weird, almost lazy feel to it because there's really not that many enemies. Um, And they don't really change up the gameplay that much uh the bosses are pretty crazy they're not very fun to fight um <laughs> but they're pretty crazy um but uh yeah so aside like you take it out and that's if you just do the in-world stuff if you completely get rid of the combat the in-world progressing through the game is such a fucking delight <laughs> and that's one of the things these games are known for best um yeah. And that's part of the reason why I like that's when I think of Wonder Song, the game Wonder Song, Wonder Song is basically if you got rid of the combat in a Paper Mario style game and just had the story, the in-between bits and just filled it even with that much more heart. Um, mm. and this this has a lot of heart. it's It's got a lot of goofy. It genuinely will make you laugh. Um, but all, you know, Paper Mario games have always been good at making people laugh. these These writers uh, are fantastic. Um the story is really good. The graphics are absolutely fucking gorgeous. That being said, I played yeah. a little bit last night in handheld mode and I don't I can't tell you the difference between handheld mode and uh regular mode. I can tell uh this is as far as all the games I played in both modes, this looks the best. Um certainly with Astral Chain on the lowest end of that spectrum, Astral Chain looks mm-hmm. like garbage in handheld. Um but this looks almost as good, but there's something slightly missing. Um but yeah, you forget this is this is running on a toaster. That it right. <laughs> looks that good. Um and just absolute hats off. I, I think the one thing I'll say about the combat is while it's not great, it's over in about 30 seconds. And that totally for me, when I look at the two South Park games, right? I love the first South Park game. And combat was over super quick. You go in, you do your moves, you know, your levels matter, and you you know, it it all it's over super quick. Whereas in South Park Two, I was like, fuck, another can I just avoid this shit? Um, whereas yeah. this, yeah, yeah, the combat's not great, but it's over. It's it's over as soon as it starts, except for the boss battles. So,
0: do you think that's because the the strength is really in the writing and the world building, and not so much the combat? Is what do you think that was like a conscious decision to kind of get you in and out of combat besides the the boss battles?
1: I don't even know. I really don't. Um, but but I am thankful that it's that quick. Um, but yeah, the writing is hilarious. Uh the collect a thon is way more collecty. You're constantly mm. you're trying to build up your audience of toads and you're finding them like think like the uh uh what are those things you collect in Breath of the Wild? Um the little poopy a seeds. A little like nuts or whatever, yeah, yeah. poopy seeds So that, but like super dense, like all mm. over and this world is actually way bigger than you're used mm. to seeing in a Paper Mario game, and these are just constantly everywhere. Um so that, that, that's sort of neat. And it is cool how I, I do think Breath of the Wild influenced the level design. You can see lots of stuff going on in the background. The levels are way more open, um, okay. which, I don't know, it flows better. Um, so having this huge level, it's, it's delightful. It is, gets a D for delightful. Where would you, so
0: Wally, we in the chat asked, uh, can you follow foxes on Paper Mario? Well, <laughs> I think he's referencing a ghost of Tsushima as I as I think about it. And oh. so you're right. That's that's why uh, ghost is infinitely better because there's foxes, and you get to pet them. Right? Yeah, you can nowadays. You can't get a, you can't pass a game if you you know if you cannot pet the animal. So yeah, that's mm. that's a standard now. Uh, that's where a, would you that's compare this?
1: Ten points off.
0: Right. <laughs> where would you compare Origami King compared to the the other Paper Mario entries? Now, you haven't finished this one, sure, but like so far, how do you feel this ranks with the other ones? noted that since Paper Mario Sticker Star, it's no longer possible to modify Mario characters or to create original characters that touch on the Mario universe. So there's a longer uh, in-depth uh, article there, but uh, what are your thoughts on, does, does it take away, have you have you noticed the fact that you're not in like the Mushroom Kingdom or there's not some of those same characters or are there and maybe that's
1: um, that, that's not the case? I guess I hadn't heard this. So the that means the team behind Paper Mario Origami King had to come with with new characters from outside of the existing Mario universe for the game, if they couldn't rip off established Mushroom Kingdom villains, new characters seemingly can't even resemble Mario characters. Oh, okay. Um, I like this um, okay. because in uh, you know, the the Mario and Luigi games, uh, they had unique villains and they were phenomenal. Uh, Super Paper Mario, uh paper mario thousand year door these ones where they do something original and they they say you know the title is deceiving when they say allowed to make new characters but they're literally making new characters making new enemies and that enriches this universe yeah are they canon only to the paper mario universe sure um but they're really really interesting uh Mm. particularly like the thousand year door um fill in so i see this as a strength it's weird gotcha. that they're not allowed like i don't know how restrictive they're being but the new main bad guy is fun and i, I think a lot of the new uh, the original characters they made in the past for the mario rpgs have also mm-hmm. been interesting
0: i see gotcha yeah that was a recent uh i don't know about criticism but it was a reality that they that i reported that i guess they have to kind of carefully craft something that doesn't connect to the you know that Mario universe it's a separate thing with like the Paper Mario games but i wonder if that's just Nintendo being really strict on you know their ip and making sure that they don't have to integrate it into something else they don't have to do a, a Paper Mario you know thing at universal when they open up that that uh that uh you know place or what the deal is but they're i guess they're pretty restrictive on it
1: i mean it it makes me wonder if they got mad at other people that worked on their properties and added to uh the characters for instance like with luigi's mansion how they made i, I don't know he's like ai don't think he was a Frady cat before luigi's mansion and then he's mm. this brave Frady cat he's terrified of everything but he's gonna do it anyway or um what's another franchise like like i don't know if you yeah. want to have wario when wario first came out because originally it was just a villain now he's this greedy but you love him like i don't know how to interpret this manipulation I mean, that's- yeah. that's
0: true all the other entries are where
1: you find the character with
0: these with these characters really like that's where they kind of build the, the somewhat storyline and then they bring that back so it's weird that they are more restrictive now but that's and anytime they ventured outside of that mario universe that's where you get these kind of uh characteristics for say like yeah like luigi like wario but um yeah and i'm not sure the exact details but there is that article people can check out
1: yeah that being said like so far um they kind of like manipulate like princess peach at the very beginning of the game she comes out as this origami version she's kind of mind controlled so she's all fucked up right now so they sort of (laughs) they sort of missed with an established character she's terrifying but
0: (laughs) i wonder if she could be a villain or like a boss battle at the you know at some point where you just have to a battle, uh, just a coked up uh, Princess Peach or whatever the hell is going on with her or something.
1: I totally see that happening. Absolutely. Mm, mm, okay. But with uh, we should be talking about a little bit of uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, Tsushima.
0: Yeah, so I I started up on Thursday night, and actually for this one, and it was it was kind of a uh, I should have done this way earlier, but I finally got a, an SSD for the PlayStation Four to kind of boot things up can do faster. That. You can, yeah, you can upgrade the, the standard, like the stock hard drive. And so I did that, although with Tsushima, it's actually a super small game. It's like 30 gigabytes compared to the standard, like with uh, Last of Us 2, that was like 100 gigabytes, somewhere around there. That's almost, with these huge open world games, they keep getting huge in there and their actual like presence yeah. on your hard drive. But this one, it's it loads super fast, even without the SSD. So, but uh, I waited maybe you know too long to actually upgrade. But no, uh, playing the game, it's uh, really awesome. It's It's kind of mind-boggling how beautiful the game is where i can tell i think it's like a people have projected like a 40 30 hour experience i can easily see in myself spending a 100 hours because i have to stop every 30 goddamn seconds to take a picture because um, it's that beautiful i mean even playing the last was that's a beautiful game but i didn't stop to take as many pictures as i did with that game something about the environments that they're crafting it's just so gorgeous yeah um but as far as the gameplay goes, it's really cool. It's uh, tough at first. They're crafting a good way for or good like skilled tree where you have to curve rather where you have to learn the mechanics. You can't just go in hacking and slashing. You have to you have to block. You have to dodge correctly. And I uh, really dig how they're kind of building you up so you don't feel as as much of a badass at first. But you can tell that you're, you're still kicking ass for sure. Um, but brand. no it's the great the, the voice acting is great um it's still very much a video game where and for the good parts and bad parts of that where uh there's times where you kind of you're, you'll see npcs or like ai snap into place the ai is very dumb but it's still is challenging when you fight them it's just when you kind of hide they don't know what to do and they're scrambling mm. but um it is it's it's really good so far it's it's really solid just dope rpg open world It's crazy huge too they've uh i love how they've introduced this new mechanic where um i guess it's a standard in rpgs where like they kind of flood the screen that's my issue with um with the uh, Witcher games is that there's so many different like little blips on screen and I just get overwhelmed with this one as far as like even like how they direct you towards a uh, an object- objective it's just the wind kind of showing you where to go and it's very minimal as far as like they're not trying to bother you they're letting you figure things out and it's they've kind of figured these these things that have plagued
1: RPGs in the past and um, I- I'm loving it so far yeah that wind mechanic i do wish there was a way so so, sometimes with the wind you'll see these massive like white streaks to like really visualize the wind it's so clear what direction the wind is going i wish they'd let you turn that off
0: i I understand that yeah for sure it does kind of pull you
1: out because it's very obvious like you can see the wind
0: it's like white paint wind flowing through
1: um i i I really think the, the one thing i'll say i've been watching a fair amount of streams of it uh, which is great because I've been seeing very little story. I've just been seeing ass whoopings. Um, mm. you <laughs> to to a certain degree, it seems like you're just running from village to village whooping ass. Um, pretty I don't much. know. I don't know if that's yeah, what it's like, but um it's so pretty. It reminds me of like so many times throughout my life where I've been like out in nature, you know, looking at a sunset or or something where I'm just like, man, video games will never be able to capture this natural beauty of just the world. And like looking at this game, I'm like, well, they are getting fucking close. That's for <laughs> uh that's for damn sure. Just like yeah. hanging out in a field, watching stuff blow with the wind and, and the way the lighting hits. Um, I'm my coworker saying "Is like, I swear the further into this game, I get the more colorful this game gets. And mm. it's so pretty. Like they can't even imagine putting it in black and white mode. Cause you're pulling out that gorgeousness. Um, yeah, same here. I thought about switching over. I
0: haven't tried that mode yet. Maybe yeah. that's like a game plus or like a second playthrough kind of thing. But um, you're right. I feel like it, it it's, it's its own kind of character, you know, to do that mode, that Kurosaka mode. But I love the color, and I feel like you do kind of remove some of that. I did um, try and do, when I first you know, boot up the game, I tried to do the Japanese dialogue version of it. And it's, um, there's issues where, like, the, the syncing of the mouth doesn't quite one-for-one one, go with it because it's, like, dubbed. Yeah. But my only really big hang up, first of all, was uh, the fact that like the characters are giving you audio cues to do something, and I have to then read the text. And it kind of, I just, I'm, I'm looking up and down. And I want to just be able to hear what the command is and then play. Um, so I switched back to the English mode. But uh, you did, you brought up like how you're moving from village to village, kicking ass. You are doing that. And one thing I really dug was that you have these options, you'll, you'll you'll see people like on the side of the road, they need help, the different side quests, and they do a good job of making sure the side quest you do decide to go on is still on your way to the main quest. So you don't have to venture off super far, they show you the person you're going to help is on your way to your destination anyway. So it's like you're not losing any, any traction, you can still get stuff done on your way over there, which I really dug, I'm not going uh, completely in the other direction that I
1: wanted to go to complete this mission. So, so Callum kind of brings up something, uh, kicking ass and writing haikus. How do you feel about the haiku system? I haven't got there yet. I wish I
0: was further along in the game. I'm maybe, and that's because I was taking, I would literally sit down and like for a good five minutes, 10 minutes to like move my camera around and take pictures. So I wish I was further in the game. I'm about gameplay wise. I'm about like two, three hours in. So I haven't got to that part yet.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. You had a busy weekend. So that kind of, uh.
0: Yeah. I wish I would have, uh, you know, carved out more time. Um, I did experience the, there's like the one-on-one samurai showdowns, which are super dope, but mm. there's these, um, there's these abilities you can, you can gain. And they're they uh, the way they do them is that there's like a story you can, that somebody has, you go and hear that story. And then it's a cutscene where it's these really cool, like ink on paper, just like animated, uh, mm. depictions of the story. Then you learn that, like that Epic move that people keep talking about, you learn it. So you have to go on a mission to do sure. that. I've done that. And they're like mini boss battles. Um and then just kind of run around the 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 map. Um one thing they did really well is that you'll play the game and you're playing the game, it's it's going really cool, you're experiencing the story, and then I think it's a good like half hour into the game, maybe an hour almost, that's when the like the title credits show up, saying like Ghost of Tsushima or, or like Sucker Punch presents. Well, and but it's like super far into the game. <clears throat> yeah, well, and you, so you forget that it's that. even that they you even didn't see it and the way they they show you it, it's the first time you actually are free to venture out to the open world and it's just fucking epic and yeah man i'm loving it
1: nice 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 i i think uh something i was impressed to uh the combat you kill people very quick it's not very many hits uh to enemies
0: yeah yes and no i mean they can they're really well at uh really good at dodging and 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 blocking so but once you do kind of get your way through them yeah they do die very quick uh i did like there's a there's a feature where you'll kill people, but then as you walk around that same area, there's still guys kind of crawling around. And it's very much like uh, 300. Uh, there's that one scene where they finished that battle and they're just going around talking and just like executing people that are still alive, like on the ground. Yeah. And you do that. You walk around and like you have this battle, but there's still people that are kind of like crawling around and you basically like, put them out of their misery. Um, sure. That was a cool little, little, little aspect to it. But. Yeah. yeah, no it's it's super dope and it's kind of the last, you know, huge first party game for for PlayStation 4, so it's it's a it's a great way to end this whole this whole generation.
1: Yeah, no I definitely want to play it. And it's it it is striking how like constantly you're looking at it going this is fucking gorgeous. This is fucking mm-hmm. gorgeous. Uh something else I was definitely impressed by watching a streamer play it uh like going from village to village and readily fighting 20 people. Uh, Like having these 20 on ones and coming out like a badass, like kind of the thing they compared. Do you ever play Shadow of War?
0: Uh, No, that was the Lord of the Rings game, right?
1: Yeah, the sequel to Shadow of Mordor. And uh, they kind of compared it to like when you go into a village in Shadow of War and everything goes fucking wrong and the whole village is coming down on you at once. That's kind of what they compared it to. And it's it's so impressive to see somebody pulling it out with one health point left, um, just skilling their way through these fucking fights. It's, yeah, it's a it's incredible looking.
0: Yeah, no, I highly recommend everyone try this. It's it's dope. Uh, I can't imagine how well how much more beautiful this would look on PC too. But for uh, right. some games that are Sony exclusive that are coming to PC. I feel like this one would be really really cool to see everything fully unlocked.
1: Right, and that was the thing too. Like when we were talking about how. Uh, Was it Assassin's Creed Valhalla or whatever it is? Didn't really look like a next-gen title. Like this is like better looking than what we saw of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That's how fucking good looking this game is. Um,
0: Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, uh, I I guess that's the benefit of when you you know develop for one specific uh, console that you can kind of push it to the limit and. Um, I wouldn't say that this isn't anything Xbox can do either, like hardware-wise. It's just the benefit of having a studio just, you know, craft this for this one platform. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about it later, but like now the Xbox has their like 15 studios. I'm excited to see that we'll see this kind of quality come out of them. It's just, you know, it's taking time, and but yeah. they're going to get that benefit, you know, coming this next gen.
1: It's easy to forget about that. Man, I can't wait for Psychonauts. That's going to be a... Right, that's been in development for a hot, the hottest fucking minute that ever existed. <laughs> yeah, and they acquired them. Uh, what? A
0: Double Fine? Like, was it last year? Last Game Awards? They they announced
1: that. I don't fucking know. I can't. I can't keep them all straight. <laughs>
0: I want to say Tim Schafer too talked about recently that uh, there's stuff that they wouldn't, they weren't going to be able to do. Until uh, Xbox or Microsoft acquired them because now they have just this, you know, the budget skyrocket, so they can have the time to like add these different components and they were going to have to cut yeah. stuff out. But with that acquisition, they were able to, you know, just work on it.
1: It was interesting when they did their Kickstarter um, and there was like a legit video where they go over the budget with what they have and mm. figure out how they're going to disperse that. And it was really fascinating uh seeing how on these pencil thin budgets they they handle all this and one of the things i thought was fascinating is how what a big chunk goes to music i had no clue like you think how expensive these these programmers and artists are i did i had no idea how big a chunk uh, music really gets in all this um and that you know they even have to factor in paying themselves um so it was right. definitely neat seeing fuck i get, like being a designer or a programmer or a writer is one thing, but having to keep that ship running, fuck that. That's a, that there's a reason why producer is a job unto itself. You got to keep, you got to produce a product and you got to do it with the funds you're given.
0: Yeah. And how do you make sure your team, which is, you know, uh, a, the teams across the board are always creative and ambitious. How do you keep that in check with what your time limit, what your budget is too, and you have to cut stuff. And that those are huge, hard decisions to make. And that, yeah, that's a job that I do not envy at all.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle games get made in the first place, especially when that's you all these delays, like delays have been, and delays are getting worse. They, it's it's astounding that this industry is now getting older and the delays are not getting better; they're getting worse. And that just speaks to how hard these things are to make, and they're getting harder. It's not; it yeah. should be getting easier to make. They're getting harder.
0: I wonder if it's uh, there's always a trail, or like a tail, rather. Like it's easier maybe for to jump into indie dev because all the tools are just they're 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 cheaper, they're free. There's a lot more information on it, but maybe on the AAA end, that's where they experience a lot of these delays. I mean, indies de- experience delays too, but. Sure. Yeah, I don't know, quite know what my point is on that, but uh, it's you're right. It should be easier, but it's not getting any easier.
1: Yeah, absolutely
0: all righty gavin i'll yeah, segue to our next article here's just uh we can spend a short amount of time on it but it was in the news last week uh, metacritic locking user reviews until 36 hours after a games launch this is chris Moyes of destructoid review aggregate site metacritic has implemented a new ruling that prevents users from leaving review scores for a video oh. game until 36 hours after the title's initial release while not directly mentioning the issue it's impossible not to assume that the new ruling is an effort to combat review bombing this sure. is the process of drowning a particular title in a mass of negative review scores, a tactic often, but not always, employed by communities as protest against a particular aspect of a game beyond its actual gameplay. The most recent notable instance of re- review bombing took place last month, with the release on The Last of Us Part 2. Within scant hours of its release, the Naughty Dog sequel had already received well over 5,000 negative user reviews, launching with a user score of 3 out of 10. Just, 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 just a, damn, I can't, I was, I was on a, I was on a, on a on a spree there juxtapose there we go against a meta score of nine out of ten uh god damn it um yeah this is good news gavin it's a a way to combat the trolls that are just shitting on stuff as soon as it comes
1: out now are they gonna do this for uh for patches now too like where do you draw the line Uh. on this now i'm not saying this isn't a good thing i think it's a good thing but again where do you draw the line do you throw in patches Should you not do that for? I mean, you probably should do it for patches, but how? Like, what's to stop the developer? Then you have to put a button for the developer to say, "Hey, we just released a new patch," and what's to stop them from hitting that button every fucking second of every fucking day? Because you don't want uh, user reviews popping up. It's
0: yeah, that's true. They'd have to, I guess. You get one shot at the the full release, and then after that, it's they open up the floodgates, and there is no time, you know, delay on the on their views coming out, but, um, yeah, um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it was really bad with, uh, with last of us Two because people were just instantly uh, shitting on it and they had not played it at all. But, uh, and we've talked about in the past, like, how do you stop people from just like from doing this? I guess this, this is, uh, someone in the right direction, uh, making sure that people have to actually play the game. I know someone uh, like it was on a comment they brought up, maybe you can confirm that they actually purchased the game. I don't know, really know how you do that, but maybe there are she things we can move that. forward with.
1: So, if you oh, check okay. Steam reviews, um so, yeah, so if you check Steam reviews, you get you know after you've played so many hours, I think uh you get to play it, and I don't know if that amount of time is past the point where it's permanently yours and you can't get it refunded. I hope so, mm. um, so gross. do you have a booger on your shirt or something? I have a weird bug on my leg, um okay. <laughs> So I don't, uh, I don't know if it's past uh, that point. I think it is. I hope so. Um, yeah. The other sort of thing that Steam does that's, that's interesting is that if you are gifted, if you are given a key for that game, you, cannot, you can leave a review, but it doesn't count towards its review score, which gotcha. is sort of, sort of worse. Because the issue is, well, if, if I kickstart a game, and then i get a key for it then my review doesn't count that's bullshit um but how yeah. do you how do you treat that differently how do you confirm that somebody was given a key through kickstarter versus like we just we we've got this group of bots we're going to give keys to they can then leave positive reviews yep it's it's tricky but it's
0: uh, tricky um i mean really you the ideal situation is you trust people to just not be uh,
1: assholes, but uh, you, we just were in an age where you can't, yeah, you, can't you know, just, just across the
0: board let people control it. But yeah, they're just going to do this stuff.
1: That being said, like you say, we're in an age. I don't think that age has been or ever will be. Um, mm. People talk about like outrage culture, like it's a new fucking thing. It's not a new fucking thing. It's never been a. Thing. It's always been a fucking thing. We're it's just easier to get it. those voices out, rather. Right, right, right. We just a more, yeah. More people outraged about the same thing instead of what a fucking Jerry making the goddamn fish in the goddamn microwave at work. Which, to be fair, I still get pissed at my coworkers when they do that. Like Jesus, dude. Can we? Yeah, that's
0: a no-no. think not. It.
1: Yeah, but when it's like the CEO, what the fuck are you gonna say? Ah, yeah. I noticed that he made it fish the downstairs too. microwave instead of the upstairs microwave where he works. So. <laughs>
0: Just take the microwave, plug it into his office and just cook it right there and be like, what's wrong? It's like, we do it all the
1: time. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We may get a grill outside of work. We'll see if that works. Ooh, By nice. the way, um, something I forgot to totally mention because uh, yeah. we were talking about gaming earlier and what we are playing. So this motherfucker, so I've been practicing and I swear to God, I did it in 45 seconds. Ooh, your Rubik's Cube, nice. Yeah, 45 there was, seconds? There was a lot of luck involved. Because that's the thing. When you're solving it, sometimes you skip a step, and I skip two very important steps. Okay. So, but yeah, 45 seconds, and I'm getting under a minute more consistently. So, that was the main game I was playing this weekend. (laughs) Fucking Rubik's Cube trying to light this thing on goddamn fire. Can you multitask and like do that while watching a show or something?
0: You really have to like focus on the task. Like, can you kind of practice while you're doing something else?
1: Uh, I can do that with the uh, tactile Rubik's cube, which has the bumps on it. Oh,
0: right, yeah, um, yeah. which
1: I'm getting better at, and I need to essentially. <laughs> that's the thing I'm practicing there, and I've mentioned this before. There are certain steps where I'm trying to memorize to the point where I can do it. Uh, without paying attention, because there are large chunks of steps where I can do it without paying attention, but there are more steps I need to be able to do without paying attention. Uh, that way, gotcha. I can look, I can look at where it's going to be in a second and finish that part and start it, not have to pause at all. That's the goal. But, gotcha. Uh, so that was my that's dope. Uh, old brag for the. Uh...
0: <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a good brag. I that's a, a lot of people are or waiting to see <laughs> what you're, what do you, what do you think you could shave this time to? Like is 30 seconds insane.
1: I think 30 seconds would be my minimum. That's like, mm. if you're, um, if you're going to do speed cubing, 30 seconds is considered like, okay, that's, that's the starting point uh, for trying to get lower. Um, gotcha. And I think for me, that's a good, that's a good high mark. If I can get to 30. And that, I think, if I can solve it without having to pause, I should be at thirty seconds. But after that, it's after that. I don't really care. This is just for me. This is a dumb thing I'm doing because I want to do it, and that's my that's my goal. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, that's my whole life—just doing stuff for myself that no one gives a fuck about. So
1: I don't know. I give a fuck about them ribs. Uh, (laughs) Okay. That that woodworking, I think there can be there can be fun to be had there. uh, well well, i'll get you sucked into my 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 hobby of board gaming and then we're going to take it from uh we're going to see how we can go from there (laughs)
0: yeah that's all that's the last thing i need another (laughs) hobby there all right gavin our we'll segue into our next one this is about call of duty some uh, rumors news on that so we got the article here from alex Averd of games radar latest call of duty black ops cold war leak reveals campaign missions war zone changes and more a new leak of Call of Duty 2020 has potentially revealed the upcoming shooters' campaign mission list, multiplayer map playlist, and more, including details on how it might affect Call of Duty Warzone. The information derives from data mined code via CodeTracker, or CODTracker, from Activision's recently discovered Microsoft Store listing for the Red Door, which many believe to be a secret alpha build for the next Call of Duty game, rumored to be titled Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. The leak reveals the full list of missions for the game's campaign, with locations to be set in Russia, Germany, Vietnam, Nicaragua... Finally, the code mentions new zones for Infinity War's free-to-play battle royale spinoff Warzone, including Duga, Forest, Russia, and Ski Slopes. It's possible that these areas will be added to the game's Verdansk map as part of Call of Duty Warzone Season 5, and the marketing campaign for Call of Duty 2020 are rolled out for the launch of the game itself um uh, gavin uh, i guess this is a really uh, these are these are these are leaks these are you know potential you know tidbits of information and it's really on the heels of we haven't had this thing announced yet and it's kind of far way far in the year compared to all the other call of duty announcements they're always you know done before at least at or before e3 and we still haven't had this
1: confirm you know for the next call of duty game i mean here's the thing leaks like data mining is a lot different than like a supposed leak, data mining mm. is usually true, gotcha, so I'm gonna call this good. this is just good, like we knew about their battle royale mode before it was released because of this data mining now right, these guys definitely need to get better at hiding this shit um, yeah. <laughs> it's just a fact um and which which is tough um but yeah, I call this good as good as gold. This is gonna, and,
0: it's, and it seems like they're going to follow the model of they do their single player thing, which is going to be this new Call of Duty game, but they're going to keep and maybe there's like that traditional multiplayer wrapped up in it, but they're going to keep Warzone going and add content from that game to Warzone and expand Warzone that way. So it's, they want to I, I imagine that's their cash cow right now. So sure. keep people in Warzone just with the new themed content that's based on that, whatever, you know, full release of the next Call of Duty. Um, and that was yeah, I mean, I'm a, as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, I'm a fan. So, you know, I want to see what they do. I guess I'm more this is the first time I'm more interested in the multiplayer with the whole Warzone thing. But I'm usually more interested in the campaign of Call of Duty games. But uh, I've just been wrapped up in Warzone. So um, yeah, if they could expand the map, add more stuff to it. I don't know how they could keep adding more players to it. I know they experimented with the 200 player thing a while ago. But uh, yeah, I mean, more stuff, more the better.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As long as they can just, you know, you can keep that Warzone installed, you can uninstall the current version of Call of Duty, install the new version, you can still access it from the map, um, which I, I think they'll do. Um, I mean, it, it'd be... I mean, they can't really keep, like, the main multiplayer um, from game to game, or maybe they can. That'd be kind of weird. Um, I mean, yeah. I guess that kind of puts it in line with Master Chief Collection, but the thing is, Master Chief Collection isn't, fucking huge right it's not going to eat your whole goddamn hard drive the way a call of duty will um so yeah you can't treat it quite the same but you kind of can um again people are gonna have to dedicate a whole hard drive to call of duty at this point and it sure (laughs) won't be solid state because you're going to eat the whole thing um but i think this is the move this is what you do um I would call this a fact at this point, or at least what they're trying to achieve. And uh, good. Good. I I don't know about the Cold War, though. Again, I thought that's what Black Ops was. Well,
0: this one is the next entry. It's like titled to Black or tied to Black Ops. So maybe it's them going (laughs) back to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. There you go. Name, name, solve. That's awesome. (laughs) Now some people are also you know theorizing. Okay, when do we see this? Because it's been traditionally it hasn't been this long in the year before they announce it. And so I guess we're wondering the next big event is Xbox's first party reveal, which is this Thursday. That sounds good on paper, although they have, Activision has this, this deal with PlayStation where they kind of premiere their stuff with them first. At least this this current gen, they've done that. It used to be 360 back in the day. Yeah. So it seems weird for them to do it with Xbox. They'd have to wait for PlayStation's next thing, but that might be next month. So that seems really far to announce the next COD, but maybe it doesn't matter because Warzone's going and that's so popular. They don't have to follow that old model of announcing it in the timeframe they
1: used to. Right, I bet. I mean, I bet we get some of this news with Microsoft's update. Um, but that mm. being said, uh, I, I would bet this is still at least a year off. Uh, these call the, the, that's the crazy thing. These Call of Duty games are getting prettier every fucking time, which means yep. they're that much harder to make. I don't know how much they're outsourcing. Right. That's what makes it so from software can keep pumping out these amazing games because they're just like, fuck it. We don't need to make this art. Well, like, here's the cons. Go you do it. And we'll yeah. we'll fix it and do the animation stuff. Um, yeah, so we'll get something. Uh, was it this Thursday for the uh, yeah. Microsoft? I oh, mean, I was one hundred percent positive it was today. I thought we were get <laughs> Nintendo. And uh, are we covering Nintendo today? By the way, uh, I feel like they didn't really announce a
0: lot. There was that expansion to the the high roll kid into high right and uh, some other kind of. Uh, uh, nerdy fucking games, but uh, no, I didn't uh, see anything that was that was uh, you
1: know of note, so I didn't cover it. But yeah, I mean, I understand that uh chen Shen Shenmu Shen. Uh, I'm not sure I actually know how to pronounce it now. <laughs> I'm I'm blanking on the name that you're referencing too. Is it not Shigeru, right? Shenmu something sensei um is a big deal in the world. Gotcha. Um, but there, particularly in Japan um I but see. for me i i don't know shen right. <laughs> genya tensei i butchered it six ways to Sunday.
0: <laughs> well that's fine that's what i usually do too but uh <laughs> Uh, Gavin, we were talking a little bit about Xbox. We can kind of segue. There is a good amount of Xbox news this week. Uh, So this one here is about uh, Xbox One X being discontinued. Uh, So this is in the news uh, last week here, so we can jump into that. Uh, Gear enough for the Xbox Series X. Microsoft has stopped making the Xbox One X. So (laughs) Oliver Efron of CNN Business has the article Microsoft is officially discontinuing the Xbox One X and Xbox One S All Digital Edition. As we ramp up into the future with Xbox Series X, we're taking the natural step of stopping production on Xbox One X and Xbox One S All Digital, a Microsoft spokesperson told CNN, adding that production on 2016's Xbox One S will continue. The Xbox One X, released in November 2017, was designed to run games at 4K resolution and was billed as a high-end version of 2013's Xbox One. Still, it could not turn Xbox sales around, and Microsoft's flagship product still fails or falls behind Nintendo Switch's Sony's PlayStation 4. And uh, yeah, I butchered that last sentence. Xbox doesn't release the number of units sold per device, uh, and now, as the new Xbox Series X approaches its holiday 2020 release, Microsoft is finally f- pulling the plug. With the new devices and services coming out, this seems more like an effort to reduce the number of consoles in the market and avoid consumer confusion. This is a juiced Van juiced Druin, founder of video game investment firm New Brooklyn, uh, told CNN. Uh, how do you feel about this? They're discontinuing the Xbox One X and the series, uh, all digital uh, series, uh, or no, sorry, the Xbox One S all digital. Man, there's so many fucking Xboxes. This is really why they should have, I guess, discontinued these. Can I, so can I right now not get a
1: regular Xbox One?
0: Well, if they're still in the wild, you can't. I guess they're just stopping production on new ones of these.
1: Gotcha. But I mean, the way they say they're stopping production on the Xbox One S and the One X, that makes me think like the... uh the the one was replaced by the one s which it it may very well have been.
0: It might have been because I haven't seen new you know uh boxes of those but um I can imagine they still produce the the old fat one but cool. um yeah so now we're stuck with the one s I'll did or no sorry the one s just that white the first remodel they did hmm. that's the only official like production model that they'll continue to do along with the Series X and the other Three or four, or whatever that exist, are no longer
1: in, in production. Uh, the One X is the one that I have. I mean, it had to happen sometime. This makes me think. It does make me wonder how the pricing is going to be for the Series X. Uh, mm. This could mean good things. Uh, it could also mean that they they've estimated the amount of people that are still going to buy this fucking thing with the time that's left, and they thought, ah, I think we've got enough out there in the wild. We're good. Um, And that could legitimately be it. This could be a fair amount of Xboxes out in the wild right now. right? Um, And I've certainly considered getting like this or like a PlayStation, more so a PlayStation uh, with the time we have left uh, so I can experience these exclusives. But of course, Xbox doesn't have the exclusives, so why would I get this instead of a PlayStation?
0: Yeah, I guess if you jump into the market, the Xbox ecosystem, you're getting, you're knowing the fact that they're going to still honor a lot of these like next gen games are going to be playable on the current gen uh, Xbox hardware. So you have that going. There's the whole game pass. So if they can kind of build their marketing plan. Uh, That way to show that why would you buy a current current gen xbox is because of that because you're still getting halo infinite in like a limited form You're still getting cyberpunk, you know, so maybe that's what they end up doing You mentioned like you now you're wondering what the price means for series X Do you think that it's now cheaper than you thought or more expensive than you thought with uh, them discontinuing these current models?
1: I bet it's probably cheaper. I'm still saying Mm. 600 bucks minimum Uh, but that being said here's going to be my thing going into this generation when they inevitably say X Cloud, so you can play your next-gen games through your <laughs> X Cloud rather than uh, this thing. My plan, almost at that point, my plan of attack is I don't want to be... I've been on so many ends of consoles and handhelds where I buy the first-gen and then they come out with an HD. And it pisses me off every time because I don't want to yeah. sell my current-gen and get the high-def. I don't give that many fucks. Um, right. so if I can use the X Cloud for a little bit until they come out with the HD, uh, yeah. it'd be a decent plan.
0: That's a great way to add some life to if you are an early adopter and you're, yeah, because you do feel kind of burned when, what, two years later they have the new slim down or 4k, 8 version of it. It's like if you can lean on Game Pass or xCloud to kind of extend it, that's yeah. uh, great for consumers.
1: Yeah. I'd be curious to see how long that goes. That being said, my internet's probably not that good. (laughs) Well, I know with Stadia, I think
0: you at least need like a 30 gig or a 20, or sorry, like a 30 megabyte or 20 megabyte connection. So I think they can deal with, you know, pretty much across the board connections. But uh, if you're on the boonies and yeah, it's not going to work for you.
1: Right, right. So, or have another person using the internet at all. Right, <laughs> or
0: walk in front of your router at the same time, and it, fo- it totally just. Oh yeah, Lord,
1: Lord, forgive me if I want to do dishes, laundry. Uh, I think those are the big <laughs> two. Somebody take a shower. Something about water is just like no internet for you. Well, uh, <laughs> well, we know that it causes a uh,
0: COVID, so I, I think we we, we confirmed that that no, a five G does. So I guess oh, we can 5G. make sure that
1: five G gotcha, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's been confirmed so i think that's that's standard but
1: oh absolutely uh,
0: <laughs> now Gavin, can segue into our next one if you want to take this one this is more your your wheelhouse with the whole twitch stuff
1: what do you think what uh oh rapper logic signed seven figure contract deal uh days after retiring from music i didn't re- realize he'd retired from music uh that's yeah this was very recently in the news yeah certainly too bad uh that being said here's gonna be the thing he's gonna be crazy popular uh think about like obviously he's not as popular as Drake, but that being said, he's pretty fucking popular, and Drake is the reason Ninja is where he is today. Ninja rose from being like two thousand viewers, then Fortnite came out and he was really good, and he got super popular. Then he played with Drake, and that's when he went through the fucking roof, and he knows it, and he's fine with that like and that's okay. that's a legitimate way to get very, very, very popular. so he played with Drake now he's through the roof, um. Logic's gonna come in like you look at what T Pain does when he when he streams on Twitch. T Pain comes with this huge audience. He's not that good at games. He's funny as shit, uh, right. and I I think he's honestly I think he's bad at games because he's so high when he plays. Like dude, just chill like a teensy whatever. <laughs> You're doing you. You're funny as hell. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he comes in with this huge audience because these outside like we we forget like as big as some of these Twitch streamers are dr argus my buddy my dude how you doing <laughs> um uh as big as these twitch streamers are we are we we pale in comparison to the rest of media so when logic makes this jump uh it's gonna be he's gonna be huge and he's gonna be huge for a while um and it's gonna be a big big deal
0: yeah, and I guess he's been streaming on Twitch for 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 a while, like back to 2015, 2016. Um, so I guess he's taking it, you know, full time now after releasing his last album, and uh, his first big stream officially is uh, this Tuesday. But um, yeah, he mentioned like that it was a seven figure deal. They didn't realize they didn't release the uh, details, but it's like an exclusive streaming deal with Twitch, and so. That's that's awesome for him, and I know he. Uh, one of the one of the quotes he did an interview with uh, The Verge actually, and that this article kind of references it. But he mentions how he's. Uh, I'm not this rapper guy. He told uh, The Verge dot com. I'm just a nerd. I love video games. I'm blessed enough to have millions of fans and followers. So it is a great partnership. So yeah, it just seems like he's leaning on on you know the video game aspect of it. I think there's still music involved. So whether he can like uh, you know, in, integrate his rapping and like doing like freestyle stuff and, and maybe just rap on stream, but also play games. Like that seems like a really cool thing to watch.
1: I mean, that, that, it could be, I mean, I'd, I'd be curious to see if that's what he wants to do with it for sure. Yeah. Um, and we don't really know if, if that's his plan. Um, but yeah, especially when he's saying I'm not that rapper guy, man. Um, he may just he's want to his being an entertainer. Um, being a game streamer, I mean, he is a nerd, so he can come out and people he can let his his nerd flag fly, um, and and certainly I think that's what he's going to do. Um, yeah, you mentioned that there's a lot of streamers now that
0: are just uh, they come from the music industry or other aspects, and they they get a lot of attention streaming and playing games. Like it's it's this medium that is kind of crossing. Uh, everything together where it's like, you don't have to just be from whatever world you can stream, you can play games, you can do whatever you want. And people are going to follow you. If, as long as you're basically like, a, if you're a pr- uh, a person that is entertaining, they're going to jump on your stream and, and watch it. So,
1: yeah. I mean, there's also like other worlds I've seen, like there's a, uh, an MMA fighter who's super good. Um, who oh, there's a couple yeah, that, that, that stream, uh, yeah, that's uh mighty stream. mouse. I know is a big one. Yeah. They're pretty funny. Uh, one of the ones that struck me was, uh, Freddie Prince jr uh who was a total bro uh <laughs> holy crap um is he lifting
0: weights in the background too and then taking breaks to jump on twitch or was he no he
1: just talks like a bro but uh <laughs> but he, you know he was good at the game i think he was playing like whatever battle royale was popular at the time um yeah possibly PUBG, but i can't really recall um but yeah it's it's certainly interesting to see where people do that it's almost more surprising that like when uh whoever conan's assistant is uh who will bring celebrities on to do the conan plays uh that's that right. not more popular um but yeah i think if we did that on twitch maybe it'd be
0: more popular but yeah we're seeing he it doesn't that, have to be oh does he yeah i don't yeah, know yeah, yeah, we're he does seeing... it anymore Mm, yeah it might be harder with uh covid stuff but uh no we're seeing that like you don't have to be twitch a streamer doesn't have to equate to oh you're great at a game you can be entertaining and just a personality and that's what people want
1: yeah yeah absolutely but i think this will be good again i think i definitely want to see him and t-pain uh co-stream together and just have that ridiculousness uh i i think they'd be (laughs) a blast Um, but t-pain would definitely be too high to be playing i'd still watch it's he's still (laughs) there's definitely something to that inter i I think musicians maybe have a small advantage over actors because actors are yeah they're 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 really talented um but like just coming up with entertainment from nothing right maybe not necessarily their skill set and that's what and having an audience too yeah yeah so i i think I hope we'll get a bit of that. I'd still love to see me some uh, some Snoop Dogg play. I don't know if you ever watched that clip from Battlefield where Snoop Dogg is just running at a wall trying to Yeah. <laughs> it's from Battlefield 1, and he's just in a, a, a foxhole, just running into a wall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also too high. I imagine he's got to take it easy a little bit.
1: Yeah, or certainly if we ever get uh, whoever that one uh, celebrity is who's big into D&D, if we ever get him to broadcast one of his D&D sessions. That being said, I don't think he does it because I'm sure he wants everyone to feel comfortable uh, really letting themselves go and and role-playing properly. Mm. Gotcha. Uh,
0: Well, Gavin, we'll segue into our next one here. This is uh, PS5's DualSense controller, first side-by-side with the PS4 DualShock. So this is on IGN Joe Scrubbles has the article we've gotten a first real look at the ps4 and ps5 controller side by side revealed after jeff Keighley's live stream about the new DualSense controller that was last week the presenter posted a side-by-side comparison of the two as expected the ps5 controller does look a tad heftier than the dualshock but not hugely so keely mentioned during the stream that the controller felt uh, slightly heavier but not but only slightly um so yeah i don't know if you watched some of this uh his reel he was very much hyping it up on youtube he showed his and uh, his thoughts on the dual sense he played a little bit of the playroom which is like the the baked in game that comes with the ps5 showing off the like haptic feedback and stuff but how do you feel about seeing more of this this controller you uh,
1: uh feel better about it uh worse uh i really want to just get it in my hands uh the fact that it's bigger um could be an advantage i i thought the size of the the ps4 controller was fine um but again it seems like everyone's kind of going closer to that weird sort of fatter look of like a um a like the switch pro controller um Mm. and i don't mind it again that's like one of the most comfortable controllers uh ever in my hand aside from like my my xbox controllers here but I, yeah. I would still say the switch controller is more comfortable so if everyone's going towards this little bit bigger controller design um i'm down i do worry a bit about how far apart the right face buttons are but it could just be because i'm literally not holding it on my hand um gotcha probably feels fine what what do you what are your kind of thoughts on that i like
0: it more and more i mean it does feel more like a. Uh... Just yeah, like the equivalent of a Switch Pro controller. It's just a bit beefier. I didn't mind the Dual the DualShock Four, but this seems more of like a Xbox kind of style. Um, I wonder if as we're getting more and more to the to to the thick side of these controllers, if we swing back around to like the Xbox Duke, like we uh, end up going full circle to that huge, uh, almost like spherical controller that the original Xbox launched with. How it was huge and everyone was very like you know turned away from it, but now we're getting bulkier and bulkier with these with
1: these controllers. I, I to be fair, I don't think it's going to get much bolder, bulkier than this. Um, yeah, but especially like these things are packed with all sorts of crazy motors. The way that they they're that's modifying true. the trigger pulls on this one, um, I think this is going to be the ideal uh, heft of a controller, the ideal body type of a, <laughs> a controller, if you will. Yeah,
0: that's one thing Jeff Keeley mentioned in his uh, his his thoughts that uh, he's impressed by the. Um, the like resistant trigger. So you said you could really feel the pressure build when you're, and it depends on the game you're playing and what you're doing. But like when you pull back that trigger, there's resistance they can really add to like, say you're, ball, you're pulling back a bow that transfers into the, the trigger. Or like if you're accelerating on your, like if you're playing a driving game, like they can really play more with that and add that like resistance. And it feels really immersive in the whole, uh, Rumble thing they've added, like they're really, really uh, taken apart the whole like just vibration and changed it, how it affects the whole controller. That seems really cool. Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm on board. Uh, I did look kind of weird and and just like drastic of a change at first, but I mean, maybe because it's like you're missing those classic or iconic colors too on the sacred symbols. That was weird to me, but uh, I've come around to this design more and more.
1: Yeah. No, it looks nice. I want it in black. That's my only thing. PlayStation. Yeah, for sure. Black xbox needs to be black i don't give a fuck what nintendo is but those two (laughs) put them in black that's what i want
0: yeah i have to imagine the future will get some cool color schemes in and yeah um um, overall i'm still pretty positive but yeah oh looks good cool so this uh, next one, we can just touch lightly on it, but uh, it was just in the news. Is on Destructoid. Uh, there are some great indies in the Xbox Summer Game Fest demos. So Brett Makadonsky of Destructoid has an article. PC has already had its day in the sun. It's time for Xbox to lounge and chillax to the max. The vacation has started a day earlier, a day early. Earlier this month, we reported that Xbox is getting its own Summer Game Fest demo showcase set to begin on July 21st. Well, it's live today with 60-some game trials. It's unclear if this is a finalized list. The original Xbox messaging mentioned between 75 and 100 demos, but it's a big sample size. So these are just a few of the games. There's a ton of them. A lot of them I haven't heard of before, but Destroy All Humans, which is actually a big release, is getting a demo there. Uh, Scourge Bringer, which already is has a presence, it's a, but there's a demo there. Uh, Skatebird, which I know you tried, which I want to get in and see if I feel the same way about it. Uh, Freshly Frosted, that's a uh, indie game from uh, that I tried last year on Steam. And there's there's a ton of them. Uh, I think there was a Haven. I think you tried that one recently too, right? That was on there.
1: Oh god, yeah, try it. Tell me what you think. Yeah, <laughs> uh.
0: but yeah, these are all free demos, so it's pretty dope to, to see them do that. And really, Skateboard is for that. That was the the big one for me. I really want to try that.
1: Right. Frosted looks like a cute little, cute little colorful uh, puzzler here.
0: Yeah, basically, like, you're just uh, frosting donuts and you have to do it in a certain way, almost, like, uh overcooked somewhat with the, like, you have to kind of build the conveyor belt but also put the right toppings on it and it gets hectic really fast, but, uh, yeah.
1: I need to try Bringer again and see mm. if it's kind of improved. Like, they... They, they had
0: some updates, right?
1: Yeah, and they added multiple guns, but to me, they didn't feel that great. um be curious to see if they could get, like, another character in there that feels as cool as that main kind of character is. Uh, Destroy All Herman's definitely excited. I guess I haven't seen. There was the issue with the Steam uh, Game Fest. There was just so many games. Uh, there was honestly too many. Um, so it was hard for anyone to stand out. I literally had to go through the thou- it felt like thousands of games. It probably was. Um, where can I find this list? Oh, you know what? I didn't uh, give you the, the link here, actually. Games, Jesus. Uh, so we have the <laughs> Destructoid list.
0: Okay, did you find it? I didn't uh, say yeah. anything about that. So what
1: what, do all, what all do we have here? So we have, let's see if there's anything. Yeah, which ones come, or have you? Uh, do you Chris Tails has a unique, like, you're playing in three different timelines at once, which is interesting. Okay. That's humans looks good. Haven, fucking shit. Uh, what else we got? The Veil, I don't know about.
0: Yeah, there's a lot that weren't ringing a bell for me, but
1: uh, is that are we not doing the full list here? We're just showing a few.
0: I mean, yeah, I was just kind of talking about it, but uh, they're just because there's so many and a lot of them that like I don't know if they're actually good or not, but it was just cool that they uh, vomited so many demos, indie demos, on there.
1: Yeah, yeah, you'll have to check it out and kind of let me know what you think. I really wish they had a, a full list on here uh, on the Xbox page, which is strange that they're not. Um, but uh, yeah those are only big ones that i could see but who they're showing i mean on this page they're showing recompile which i really hope gets a demo recompile looks really really interesting and i like what they're doing with sort of the big environments
0: haven't seen that gotcha well we'll segue into our next one here gavin this is the Rounding out the new stories, we got Xbox Game Pass and xCloud to be combined. We talked about this a little bit earlier. So some of the details here from the official Twitter account, Xbox's official Twitter account. Finally, today we're announcing this September in supported countries, we're bringing Xbox Game Pass and Project xCloud together at no additional cost for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members. With cloud gaming in-game, in-game cloud gaming and Xbox. Okay, this is butchered. Um, so they do go into like this marketing spiel, just saying that now you can play together. You have all this access to these games now. Uh, overall, like, how do you feel about this pretty monumental announcement for them to merge these two things together and offer this now as part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate? I
1: think it's. I mean, I've been saying it's my conspiracy theory. I think it's. Uh, I think it's leading up to that that combo, uh, sort of this transition to Microsoft is going to be that the 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 console where you can play you know, all their content on everything. Um, yeah. And this is, to me, this is that, that step in that direction. Uh, but if not, it's just a good way. Currently they're making no money off of X Cloud. So if nothing mm. else, this is a way to at least combine that revenue stream uh, with it. And. Uh, that's, that's sort of the hope. Um, but. uh I, th- I think it's phenomenal, and it really brings that much more value to uh, the Xbox Game Pass. And that's the other thing too. With like, I'm in the X, uh, I'm in the Game Pass demo now, and that basically gives me free access to uh, all these games on the Game Pass. So they might yeah. as well, you know, I might as well have to pay for something because otherwise, I'm just getting free shit right now. Right.
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, and it's great that uh, you mentioned that they're probably not making any money off of this. Uh, I think they do need to make moves that are that are beneficial, even if they're aren't making a profit. It just kind of increases their whatever uh, leeway, whatever whatever you know thing that Sony has ahead of them with PlayStation Four with all their exclusives and all that stuff. If they can kind of bridge the gap a little bit more by adding these features that are just more enticing for customers, and that's great. If you can combine these services, the real get is to combine um, Game Pass. Combine uh, live as well with X Cloud, so it's all just one service. You pay for it, you're in, you oh, get yeah. access to all of them. I don't know how you financially make that, like what the price would be, but if you could do month. that, calling it twenty bucks a month,
1: yeah, I think that'd be reasonable. I think most people are willing to pay for that. Um, that's that's my call right now, and that'd be one of the more expensive, uh, you know, services that you pay for a month. But look at the amount of shit you're getting for it. I don't know. I mean, you look yeah. at like Hulu, I think I'm paying 13 bucks a month for Hulu to have no ads. <laughs> like, Right. People will pay a, a, a pretty penny to uh, not be inconvenienced. Um, and the fact that you can basically go from, you know, yeah. playing on your, your Xbox, to your Xbox One, to playing on your phone, to playing on your Xbox Series X. Madness. Absolute. That's future. Right there, that's some crazy futuristic stuff uh and especially and there is some more like <laughs> like they would in like a minority report or something like that,
0: oh okay. <laughs> God there is some more like a. Slight evidence of them kind of changing the pricing scheme further, too. With the destructive, they had this little blurb here. Uh, Microsoft has removed the option to purchase a 12-month subscription to its Xbox Live Gold service. This was uh, earlier last or late last week. While both one-month and three-month subscriptions remain purchasable, the full-year sub has been scrubbed from the Xbox stores across all territories. So they are getting ready to change something if you can't buy the Xbox Live yearly pass. So whether they're increasing the price or dropping it or including everything together, or this is just because Cloud is now in the mix, they're going to get ready to do something. And that's really hot off the heels of this Thursday event, I imagine.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah and that event is this, uh, it's July 23rd, Thursday, 9 a.m. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I think this is going to be one of the announcements, whatever they decide to change with, with um, not xCloud, but with um, Xbox Live Gold. Um some people are bringing that up too um is that maybe more of a relic now with everything being free to play and all that do you think these companies still try and you know charge you per month just for the uh, yeah. online service or they have to wrap more things in there
1: I I don't know the reason why they've been charging for services this whole time but I promise you uh they wouldn't be doing it for no reason the fact that Nintendo mm. finally broke down and did it like I don't know why steam can get away with doing it for free and all these other services can get away from doing it for free. Epic launcher, you know, steam, uh, you play, uh, yeah. whatever the fuck that EA has, right. It's free to have that service and to play online, but these consoles aren't, I don't understand why that is, but there has to be a reason. Otherwise everyone wouldn't be doing it. um, so it's going to be there. It's going to stay. If anything, the prices may go up. Um, but yeah, this is this is that merger. I still think, again, if they can say you can play these demos now, everyone's going to pile on this thing. Everyone's going to be yeah. in it that day. And that would be so <laughs> crazy, especially if you had a Cyberpunk demo that you can <laughs> play right now on the cloud. You're going to have trouble getting into that cloud because so many people uh, are going to be doing it, but that one's nuts, but I like where your heads at, because
0: if they can this is a drop- the-mic kind of moment if they can offer, like, hey, it's playable now, you know on xCloud. like everything you see here today or in reference to that event, you know, this Thursday, Correct. If they can make these huge moves, I mean, that's the kind of stuff they need to do to get ahead to be on par with Sony for this next gen.:
1: And if they can do that, then Stadia essentially has nothing. Like all they have is their exclusive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, at Stadia's, it's a whole thing on its own. I mean, they, I think where they could have created their own lane was that they offered you being able to like watch a stream and then jump right into it. But I mean, with xCloud, with like even PS now there is a possible route for these console makers now to offer that same thing. And they already have the subscribers, they already have the infrastructure. So really yeah. what can Twitch offer or uh, what can city offer if they're not going to be doing those features that they promised you know, early on.
1: And I think the other question is too, do we get, you know, there was that rumor of xCloud being on the switch uh right I forgot about that. See that kind of died away. That was it was
0: strong last year, but I mean it's not, you know, impossible. It was there for a reason that those rumors right. anyways.
1: Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Uh right. That would have been. That's why I thought when Xbox was doing a press conference today, uh that's what I thought they were doing and I thought in uh, Nintendo was doing a press conference today, I thought it was going to be that back to back like here's what we're doing and then over to you. <laughs> Holy... Uh <laughs> i i do wish that were the scenario um but i'd be the move to make yeah for sure it'd be that'd be slick as hell um by the way something i thought was i can't remember when this was reported um it's mm-hmm. something worth bringing up with nintendo so today's nintendo press conference or not like direct mini it was kind of just okay right yeah um and something that nintendo talked about is like while people used to so look forward to a nintendo direct nintendo was openly admitted the heart of a nintendo direct was iwata reggie and um who else beyond that was there another president Miyamoto. or CEO or something right Miyamoto, yeah so gotcha. three um and with two of those being gone, they're like, the heart's not there. We need to find a new format. It's not going to be the same. And I, it sucks, and it's sad, and I agree with them. Um, and it is sad to see that end of the era. And they've admitted that they're going to have to find a new format. And I don't know that what they did today was that new format. Um, yeah, that, that's sort of sad that we're not going to get the meme-tasticness. that I mean, you can't really replace Reggie and i i would in these meme tactic yeah. videos i would say he was even probably more important than iowata but iowata was still very important like they were just sort of the dream team uh between the three like miyamoto sort of just showed up but he was like the one you were excited about <laughs> um so it is it is sad to see the admit yeah you know, the end of the year and they're not doing directs which is more funny the fact that uh Devolver digital basically aped the uh nintendo directs with their last press conference which was so fucking good i'm still thinking about (laughs) the concept of like people like the hype more than they like the games she's not fucking wrong and that's rattling in my brain
0: (laughs) no that's a huge uh you know a great point it's a legit like criticism on our the way we hype stuff up and, you know, anticipate. And then it's never, it's never satisfying for everyone across the board. And it's a lot of, we always nitpick and things fall apart, yeah. like in, in the nerd's eyes. But yeah, it's a lot of us just, just like this toxicity or whatever, this kind of need to shit on everything.
1: And that's why uh, I'd be curious to get your opinion. So, uh, uh, uh ghost, um, ghost of Tsushima had mm. very little press coming into this. We barely knew what this game was really, um, yeah, do you think that's fair. Coming in almost blind, do you think that has added to your experience?
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say for, in my side I was uh, very blind because uh, once they did that, uh, and it was close to the release date for sure. But once they did that, um, like half hour show off of the gameplay, that kind of brought me on board. But I don't know who else, you know, was across the board is really looking for that. That was a, a like their own Sony Direct kind of style. Um, I don't know if there was promotions on stores or anything like that, or really commercials. So for me, as like a, just a fanboy, I was seeking that stuff out and I did watch a lot of gameplay cause I wasn't sure exactly what was going to be, you know, the end result. So for me, I sought it out and I actually, it, it lit a fire where I wanted to play that game. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, but, um, I don't know if I went in blind, but I definitely didn't know as much as say to other games. Although I think I maybe knew less about the last of us and I was stoked for that, but I was a huge fan of the last of us. The first one, this is a new property. Right. um so it's hard to say but i mean otherwise it definitely fulfilled you know whatever expectations and maybe they were just so low that all that had to do was supply a solid game and you know i was happy but um right. yeah it's hard to say because i was definitely watching a lot of stuff on it
1: fair enough fair enough uh, but i
0: think you're right that there wasn't a lot of promotion in context of all the other you know big uh first party games that come out say of god of war spider man or even last of us like this one maybe was even too close to last of us they should give it more uh, room to breathe, but I think it's still sold well. So it's hard. We'll see like within the end of the month, what the sales were for, for Tsushima. But um, yeah, I would argue that they should have kind of
1: gave it more space away to be its own thing. But yeah. Yeah. Fine. As long as and it's sold like,
0: well, then I guess it's all that matters.
1: Yeah. I'm sure it sold well. It definitely has enough space from like, what other big release does it have to compete with right now? Nothing. Last of Us, people had enough time between last of us, like the exact right amount of time between last of us, you completed it, you processed it. Ooh, shiny new thing. And boy, <laughs> yeah. it's fucking shiny. Right, right. Yeah, it was, it was a good month. Yeah, actually, it feels
0: like it's close to the last month, but really, it was at least a month away. So that is a good time to. And a lot of games don't get that luxury of being separated from huge releases. Like come November, fall time, they're all fucking smashed together. So no other game gets to have that space away.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's definitely going to be curious, this, this coming Game of the Year awards. When you come sure. to graphics, when we got to put Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, and Cyberpunk together to battle it out for best graphics. I don't even, don't, don't even make me.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, is uh, Cyberpunk now 2021, 20, right? Didn't they, they pushed it, but was it outside of the fall range? I'm going to look that up now, I but I know that was there. pushed a it little be, bit further.
1: I could be wrong.
0: But I think it was, what, a couple weeks ago, they, they actually had to push it a little bit further. Um, but you're right. Otherwise, that was going to be um, in that same fall time. Um, what's the actual release date here? So it is now, uh, I think that's old. It says November 19th, but I feel like that is, old, that is an older date. But um, I will confirm. If it is this year, man, it's going to be really fucking tough. No, so it's still saying November 19th. Okay, I thought it was pushed back a little bit further, but I'm seeing November 19th. So, if that is this year, it's gonna be real rough to to try and pick these apart and compare it to each other
1: yeah, it'll be uh
0: I oh, I see it, it was, was September cyber- originally yeah. for cyberpunk oh, so it was just two months away hmm. yeah, it's gonna to be tough, man um, mm-hmm. I don't know like ballparking for what I can think of like this year my my you know the things that are on my radar for like game of the year stuff um god what even came out this year <laughs> i feel like this year so far it feels like it's been a million years but it's really just been a couple of months so far
1: i forget what i have like i i have in my head defined my game of the year and i've forgotten what it is so maybe apparently it wasn't my uh my game of the year shit what what even came out that i've
0: yeah that's a good point i mean what what about big uh was there any big switch releases this
1: year maybe
0: I think uh, even uh, Luigi was like that was a uh, 2019, end of 2019.
1: I think so. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give that an award. Uh, that being said, I never played it. Yeah. Um, trying to pull up Steam here, see if there's anything. Like to me, like, I mean, that's the thing. I, I'm not super up to date on a lot of these console exclusives, like you are. Um, to me, you had I, Doom, but Doom was 2020, right? Yeah, that's 2020, but I couldn't play it um i haven't really like to me it like i i still want to say uh outer wilds uh even though that wasn't this year i don't even know if it was last year i just want to keep saying Outer (laughs) Wilds because that's like that was my game of the years um that was a big one for sure how much that uh me. I'm just trying to look through the past We're going to give it Yeah, Even like to control. control, that, that was, was last year so. Yeah, 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 Control was incredible I still need to play Play that one You know what will
0: be in the mix as far as this, uh, Nintendo Switch games that I for some reason blanked on But um, there was that huge Release that everyone played where You have the, the island And I'm blanking on the name but you're this cute little um, oh, Environment and- There you go Jesus, I was forgetting the name But that was a huge release uh, I imagine it's going to be on people's uh, Game of the Year radar. You know, not for me, but that's probably going to be in the mix. Um, I mean, yeah, there's Last of Us. You have Tsushima. There's got to be other Xbox games or PC games that were that were at that caliber. But um, I think this kind of year has been a blur, really.
1: Did a short hike come out this year? Can I give it to a short hike? <laughs> oh, that was 2019. Uh... Yeah, a-
0: we'll have to like compile like everything that really came out this year and kind of dissect it. But this fall is gonna be loaded, so
1: yeah, it's gonna be because
0: you have Assassin's Creed still coming out, you have Cyberpunk, you have uh there's some other Ubisoft stuff too. Um, yeah, there's gonna be a lot coming up.
1: We are not ready. <laughs> no. Like it's now that being said, today this year hasn't been as packed as years previous but that being said we're getting a lot of it kind of at the end um you know i think cyberpunks when this year is going to finally turn around that's what we needed to turn this this terrible <laughs> around is cyberpunk that's what things have or that's a game uh, we
0: needed for quarantine so it'd be fine being at home like that's the one we really needed
1: things haven't been the same since cyberpunk started it's taken the world's energy to make that <laughs> game um yeah good yep. god damn
0: <laughs> alright Gavin well yeah we'll end it there for this week uh, where can they find
1: you online uh, you can find me on twitter at Drunk devs.
0: awesome you can find us on twitter as well at Plastic Heart Pod that's it for us this week we'll see you guys next week bye
1: bye